on May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie <laughs> dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. Ambitions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not going to survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd, only on Paramount Plus. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, April 16th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Thursday, that can mean only one thing. The lovely and talented Steve Wiltfong has joined us. Steve, how goes it? Good morning, Daniel. Great. The sun is shining, smoothie in hand. Feeling good here in Indianapolis area. Hoping y'all feel good down I-70 through Dayton, all the way to Columbus or wherever you guys are listening this morning. The sun is shining, but uh, in a cruel twist, the Gen City degrees won't get above 60 for another week. Quarantine love. Certain things have maintained their ferocity during the quarantine. One, the NFL draft will take place. Two, Ohio State is putting together the greatest recruiting class of all time. Yesterday, they added to Misi Adelaide, a defensive end Texas native prepping at IMG in Bradenton, Florida. Six foot three, two hundred and forty pounds, the number four rated player at his position. Actually the crystal ball was leaning towards Oklahoma in total. The more recent votes were for the Buckeyes. Your thoughts on the addition of Adelaide to the class. Ohio State sitting on sixteen commits if this was national signing day last year. They would have the number six class in the country. They've almost closed in on their own point total from last year. The number five recruiting class in the country, Ohio State, signed last year, 295.08. And when where you look at where Ohio State's at right now with this class, 289.96 atop the rankings with an average ranking of 95.52 per commit. Uh, this is a, a loaded class. Uh, Tanizi, uh is another Ohio State fit, um, a Texas native. The Lone Star State has been really good to Texas, or I mean, really good to Ohio State, excuse me. Uh, to me, the latest is they beat out the likes of Florida and Alabama and Oklahoma and Texas A&M um, for what I think is one of the more versatile defensive linemen in the country. When you put on the tape uh, from his junior season, you see him playing – on the interior and four-man fronts, you see him playing on the edge in both four- and three-man fronts. And what really stands out about him is just his hands and, and, and how um, violent he is with them and, and just how uh, he's able to separate uh, with ease from offensive linemen and, and get in the backfield and make plays. Just the way he disengages, I, I think, is, is at a high level. Uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what ultimately his body looks like. Uh, when Mickey Marotti uh, and company get their hands on him. Current NFL average uh, for a defensive end, 6'3 and a half, 264 pounds. Uh, so uh, Tanmizi I could see easily playing uh, at that size uh, in, in Columbus. So another uh, good pickup for Ryan Day and company. 
He lost 20 pounds. Like you said, you watch him on tape, plays outside in the 3-4, he plays inside in the 4-3 and outside. He does make a majority of his plays on the inside. He's not necessarily your quick twitch edge guy, but he does seem to be a perfect fit next to Jack Sawyer. If we're going the doppelganger route here, it's high hopes, but Jack Sawyer's would be Nick Bosa. Bill Green says Taekwon Lewis for Tunisi. How do you feel about that comparison? Uh, and then you got uh, Gabe Brooks, uh, our Texas analyst, who's been uh, covering Tamizi for years, who compares him, compares him to Demarcus Walker. Another NFL player who's been a complete standout. His commitment, I'm not going to say it caught everybody off guard because there were rumors or those vibes lately that he was going to make a commitment. What do you think generated the timeline? A couple of weeks ago, we thought this was a guy who might hold out for a little bit. I think that Ohio State is doing as good a job as any program of recruiting during this quarantine period that we're going through. He was always high on Ohio State and Alabama for their player development. You know, his goals are to be the best player he can be and and be a Sunday guy. And I think of his finalists, uh, he identified Alabama and Ohio State as the two that would get him there. But then in addition to that, I think that the relationships at Ohio State and and some of the things that the Buckeyes uh, stress off the field with with uh, the branding of their athletes. You know, I talked to him when he named his favorites, and he was really excited about the way Ohio State. He thought Ohio State was already helping Garrett Wilson with his branding, and just how they do a good job of making their best players more recognized on on the the platform, the social media platform, or or whatever. But just helping these guys uh, get their brand out there more. I, I think that those were things that separated Ohio State from the other schools he was considering down the stretch. A couple of things also jump out to me. If you told me a kid prepped in Texas and then went to IMG, I'm not even sure I need to see him. I'd probably just take him, give him the lineage of that move. Yeah, you kind of alluded to this in a Freudian fashion, but this has got to knife twist Tom Herman and company a little bit because if you look, adding Adelaide, who's a Texas native, is painful, but they also have Donovan Jackson coming, the two best linemen from that state, arguably. What's your vibe on their just continued ability to dominate Texas? Well, I think that Texas is a state where their kids, those type of kids in Texas, are ones that fit the personality type of what Ohio State's looking for um, in, in, in their locker room with, with with just the type of high school programs they come out of. I, I think it's the those are the ones that kind of speak to um, the type of young men and, and their personalities that Ohio State's trying to build their build their deal on. And when you when you look at Texas, the, the Donovan Jackson one really stings because. The Longhorns, Connor Williams was drafted in the second round in 2018. And, and then you got to go back to 2008 for the last time the Longhorns had an offensive lineman drafted. I mean, that, it just blows my mind. Blows my mind. But the Texas Longhorns, the state of Texas, I wonder how many offensive linemen for that state have been drafted between 2008 and now. And Texas has had one offensive lineman drafted since 2008. Just mind-blowing. And by the way, he played left tackle at Texas, Connor Williams did. They had to kick him inside in Dallas in his rookie year, and he was not strong enough, got hurt, and I think you'll see him blossom, but he was not ready coming out of the program, which is not exactly what you want from your one guy who made it. 
We're going to be back in a minute and talk about the rest of the class of 2021 and the five stars, where they may be committing. Steve just did an article about that. Shocker, more good news coming. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount+. Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day. In the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. We are back. Steve just put out an article, as I stated before the break, where the top 2021 uncommitted dudes are leaning. Three of the names in there are J.C. Latham, J.T. Tumalau, and Emeka Egbuka. All are leaning towards Ohio State. Latham, let's talk about him a little bit. Very much a high riser 24-7 sports-wise in the most recent update. Um, he's a guy that has an elite shuttle time. It's uh Point zero one slower than Paris Johnson's shuttle time from the year before. He's a he's a guy that our staff uh, thought was terrific at the Under Armour event that they saw him at uh, before this this deal shut down um, all the camps and, and combine. And so we did get a chance to see him this spring and love the way he's evolving as a prospect, a former defensive lineman. When the process started for him, he's really emerged as one of the premier offensive tackles in the country all three of these guys i like ohio state today but none of them are slam dunks um and uh jc latham lsu is really in the thick of that one for him as well and uh i think that lsu has a good shot to to land him as well and he's talking to quite a few other schools uh jt to him aloha i'm more leaning on uh, my colleague brandon huffman there um, with that one, and, and he seems to think Ohio State's in, in, in the best uh, position uh, for for JT and, and pointed to the defensive line development that Ohio State's had with, with guys getting drafted extremely high um, and, and being developed there. And then uh, Emeka, um, I, I, I'm hearing, you know, when the sources I talk to like the way it's trending for Ohio State, so that's, that's why I chose them. But I think that there's people I work with that would pick Clemson right now. Um, and you can't argue with that either. Uh, and so Ohio State, they got their work cut out with them for those three, but they're certainly near the top of the list for all of them. When will you be ready to say this is the greatest recruiting class of all time? Well, on paper, it's trending to be, you know, so you got to finish the job, right? You got to bring it home. And, and I'm not saying they won't. I'm just I'm waiting for them to bring it home. And, uh, but, but I'm also a believer that, um, on paper, you, you, we would say on paper, it's the best recruiting class because it, it ultimately comes down to uh, what these guys do in college. And even though that recruiting class with Bosa and Ezekiel Elliott and all those guys wasn't ranked number one in high school, in hindsight, it was one of the best recruiting classes of, of our lifetimes, uh, with, with where, what those guys did on the field and then, um, more importantly, where I base it off of, where those guys got drafted. I will finish with this. Having the NFL draft be the only thing people can see over the next X weeks or so is only going to strengthen Ohio State's pitch. So it's a complete attack. 
I got I got a question for you. Speaking of the NFL draft, Jack Wollabaugh is going to hear his name in, in the draft as well. Another young man who transferred from Ohio to State Duke. That, yep. to, that went on to Duke. What refresh me on why? I kind of don't remember why he transferred. He just kind of got beat out. That's a tough position to make it at. He was a tad undersized when he came in. I don't. I'm not sure he was ever super in the mix. But I mean, if you just look at the lineage. They went Corey Lindsley, Pat Elfline, Billy Price, to Mike Jordan, to Josh Myers. And I don't think he was the kind of guy that could be kicked to guard. He was one of the few guys, if I remember correctly, who was recruited as a pure center. There was a legacy involved there of some sort. So, How about that, though? Ohio State is a program where guys that are transferring are legit NFL guys, not guys that are transferring because they just couldn't cut the mustard. I mean, they they're, these guys are legit NFL guys that – you know, uh, Joe Burrow, first pick in the draft, uh, behind Dwayne Haskins, uh, who was a first rounder, and and then Jack yeah. Wollaball. I mean, he's another NFL guy. You know, that wasn't a bad evaluation or a bad take out of Akron, Ohio. Things are good, people. We are actually a week from the draft. It'll be a week from tonight. We'll have a ton of coverage leading up to that. But we will continue to stay on the recruiting beat, and there are none better than Steve Wiltfong, Bill Curlick, and Bill Green to do it. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, y'all. See you on the front row.